We talk about wet AMD and DME and RVO and uveitis, but we never really discuss retinal arteriolar macroaneurysm. Until now. What data from AAO 2020 might change treatment approaches for this disease? I'm Greg Notstein, he's Scott Chriswanis, and this is New Retina Radio from Retina Today and Brynmar Communications. Dr. Fernando Aravalo shares research on the relationship between anti-VEGF therapy and retinal arteriolar macroaneurysm. Just how effective is off-label anti-VEGF therapy for this pathology? Listen to our interview to learn more about Dr. Aravalo's research, which was presented at this year's AAO annual meeting. A pathology not usually discussed in this field is retinal arteriolar macroaneurysm, or RAM. RAM usually regresses spontaneously, but it can lead to irreversible vision loss if regression does not occur. Laser photocoagulation may be an option for patients who present with RAM, but that carries some risks. To explore whether anti-VEGF therapy could be an option for these patients, we turn to Dr. Fernando Aravalo. Dr. Aravalo is the chief at the Wilmer Eye Institute at the John Hopkins Bayview Medical Center in Baltimore, where he is also the Edmund and Virginia Ball Professor of Ophthalmology. Dr. Aravalo, thank you for speaking with us. Thank you so much for the kind invitation and your kind interest in our work and presentation. Retinal arteriolar macroaneurysm might be unfamiliar to our audience. Can you quickly describe it? Absolutely. Uh, retinal arteriolar macroaneurysms, or RAM, uh, represent fusiform dilatations of the arteriolar system, uh, which has been shown histopathologically to be uh, associated to thrombus formation and thickening of the arterial walls. It usually occurs in women in their 60s and 70s associated to hypertension and atherosclerosis. It is exudative in nature, so it's associated to subretinal fluid in some cases, that resolves, but if it does not, then irreversible visual loss may occur uh, because of persistent cystoid macular edema, uh, heart exudates, and intraretinal, uh, subretinal hemorrhages. Got it. Laser is an option for patients with RAM, but use of laser has some risks. That is correct. Uh, laser photocoagulation may induce uh, branch retinal artery occlusion. Uh, rupture of the RAM, which can lead to hemorrhage, uh, growth of the laser scar over time, which can lead to loss of vision, epiretinal membrane formation, and often laser can fail uh, to close RAM, especially if it is large in size, uh, and then there is going to be persistence of uh, fluid because of leakage. You started looking at off-label use of anti-VEGF agents to treat exudative RAM. How did you and your team go ahead and collect the data? We wanted to explore the risk and benefit of using anti-VGF agents in patients with symptomatic RAM. Uh, we conducted a multi-center retrospective study to collect data. Uh, data collected included central macular thickness and best corrected visual acuity in Logmar. We correlated uh, those two data points to the size of RAM and its distance from the macula. And exactly how many total patients could you identify for the study? Uh, we identified 32 eyes in, in a total of 32 patients. 
On average, they received 2.7 injections and their mean follow-up was 16.6 months. I see. Which anti-VEGF agents were being used to treat those patients? Uh, we treated 14 eyes with uh, bevacizumab. Uh, 16 eyes uh, were treated with ranibizumab, and two eyes were treated with a fluorset. Uh, obviously, this is all off-label. The numbers were small to be able to uh, tell about a difference in terms of the different uh, uh, anti-VGF agents. Uh, most sites had one injection and a handful had anywhere from uh, between two and five injections, and one patient even had 12 injections. You examined correlations between RAM size and distance to the macula and visual acuity measurements. What did you find when you crunched the numbers? Uh, at presentation, there was a significant correlation with best corrected visual acuity and RAM size and distance from the macula. Uh, best corrected visual acuity improved by 0.47 and 0.38 logmar visual acuity at months two and three, which was statistically significant. And what about anatomic measures? OCT demonstrated that central macular thickness decreased significantly in the first three months after the injection. There was a reduction of 131 microns at one month of follow-up, a reduction of 180 microns at two months of follow-up, and 211 microns at three months of follow-up. So it's fair to say that anti-VEGF therapy was effective? Yes, it was effective. Anti-VGF response correlated with RAM size and distance to the macula in a significant way for both measures. If we could, let's dive into the science here for a second. What about anti-VEGF therapy is effective in treating RAM? Anti-VGF may reduce macular edema and hemorrhage by stimulating the production of endothelial uh, nitric oxide and activating the coagulation cascade and vasoconstriction. Uh, therefore, uh, anti-VGF has vasoconstrictive and stabilizing effects. We also think that uh, anti-VGF therapy accelerates the obliteration of RAM. Dr. Alvalo, thank you so much for joining us here on New Retina Radio. Again, thank you for your kindness. And I hope that you all enjoy the Academy virtual. Thank you so much for listening to this special edition of New Retina Radio. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you feel up to it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps with those algorithms. That's all from us. Bye for now.